What you trying to do? What you trying to do? What you trying to do to me? <laughs> Wait, that wasn't all of it. Keep no, going. I don't, I don't remember the rest all of right. the words. She just sang it. We had to cut it off because we had an unexpected sound. So we had to start again. Yeah, we did. But she did a great job the first time. I mean, not that you, you don't always do. do but oh, there's... look at them jeans. Cutest little butt full I ever seen. Yeah, she oh, tells him yeah. she's got to keep Woo! What you trying to do? What you trying to do, <laughs> it's Dolly. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the clubhouse. I'm Beth. And I'm Kirsten. And this is the Made for TV Movie Club podcast. Welcome to our new friends from Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, and welcome to our friends in Austria. Welcome. Thank yay. you for finding us. And thank you to everybody who listens. Thank We're you. We're so, you. so happy to have we you. We are. We actually, Case, I told you this earlier, but we had the most amount of listens in the shortest amount of time so far. Yay. So, yes, we're really picking up speed. Very and exciting. we really appreciate everybody who listens. We're so thankful. We're so grateful to you and yes, thankful. We are. And we're sorry we dropped the F bomb Kirsten's parents. <laughs> sorry, mom and dad. Sorry, I did warn dad. I did warn them though yes. ahead of time. Yes. Um also just a little shout out to our friend Kelly. Our friend Kelly. Hi, Kelly in Switzerland. Love you, Kelly. Yay. All right. It is Christmas in July here in the clubhouse. By Yay. accident. <laughs> <laughs> kind of by accident. Kind of by accident. Because I didn't, when I picked the movie, I picked the star. I did not realize, because it didn't say, I think, on IMDb. It doesn't say it's no. about Christmas. No. So but it is. Know. But it is. But if it's good enough for Dolly and the Hallmark Channel. Oh, yeah. It's good enough for us. That's right. So it's our 14th episode. Congratulations, Kirsten, Yay. on our 14th episode. Our movie review for this episode is Unlikely Angel, starring the one and only Dar Dolly Parton. We love Dolly. Um, and um, I guess that's that's about all I have to say about that, because you've got some facts about Unlikely Angel. I do. You I do. Take over on. Unlikely Angel aired on December 17th, 1996. Which should have been the hint that it was the Christmas movie. But I suppose. On CBS, TV Tango, our Wayback Machine, describes it as a small-time country music performer who has led less than a virtuous life meets an untimely death in a car accident. At the pearly gates, St. Peter tells her she can't enter heaven and earn her angel wings until she performs an assignment back on earth. Her task is to restore harmony at Christmas time between a workaholic widower and his troubled, lonely kids. A happy Yuletide is had by all. Now, I copied and pasted that. Did you see how they spelled angel? Yes. Angle. Yep. Okay. So mm -hmm. it's not just me who can't spell. It's true. Dolly Parton. Oh, we love you, Dolly. Oh. She plays Ruby Diamond, a down-on-her-luck singer in Unlikely Angel. In addition to Dolly's career as a singer, songwriter, actor, business owner, and uh, all the other things she is, she's also a philanthropist. Casey kind of brought this up at the end of the last episode, so I just wanted to talk about it. You Go ahead. You can talk about a case. Oh, well, Dolly founded the Imagination Library. We love the Imagination Library. Yes, this foundation sends a book a month to children um, from birth to age five. Um, any child signed up in the program gets those books. And so there's a link in the show notes to the Imagination Library website, yes, which I think is an amazing thing. It is. And I and I looked it up and it actually you have to put in like a zip code or something. So I'm not sure if there's international places, but in the United States, that is for sure a foundation. You can get the free books, but I don't know if they do it outside the United States. Yeah. I just want to say that because we have so many international listeners now, Kate. I know. It's I so exciting. It. I love it. So, fantastic. So you can look on the website and see for yourself and give it a look because it's a really great program. And it, it really comes from her, 
her life is, you know, she grew up very poverty stricken. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of where that came from. Yep. But yep. I love it so much. Yep. I, we love Dolly so much. I think we've talked about this, that, that, that show on that's running on Netflix starring Jennifer Aniston called Dumplin'. Yeah. It has a lot of Dolly. She's not in it, but her essence is all over the movie. If you haven't seen it, it's a good, it's a great movie. I, I loved it. It was wonderful. Our Murder, She Wrote connection is Roddy McDowell, Yay. who plays St. Peter in this movie. He was in two episodes of Murder, She Wrote. Okay. So that might be where you recognized him from. Yeah. He's been in everything. His he first, has. Yeah. I mean, his first credit on in uh, IMDb is from 1938. Yeah. And then he actually has... He passed away in 98. So he passed away just a few years after this movie came out, a couple years. Yes. And then he does have some posthumous credits. Because, you know, I guess when you're a big celebrity and you make movies, sometimes they don't come out the same year you film them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I suppose probably Tom Cruise movies come out five years later because of all of the. All the after. And Unlikely Angel did have a lot of special effects. It did. Getting up to the pearly gates it was did. quite a thing. Quite a thing. We'll talk about that. Quite a thing. Brian Kerwin plays Ben Bartleson. I don't like that name. No, it's, it's a dumb. dumb name. He's been in, he's been in big, big love, nip talk, desperate housewives, many, many others. He was also on one life to live for about 10 years. And after the boys were born, I have twin boys when they were born in the early two thousands, I did watch one life to live. Okay. And I got kind of addicted to it because okay. there were some, there were some, interesting storylines and sure, stuff like that. Sure. I, I think it's off the air now. I don't know what soaps are even on. Is Days? I think Days. General Hospital and maybe Young and the Restless. Hmm. None of those I watch. I don't even put on a lot of daytime TV. And I know if you watch daytime TV, you usually watch Netflix or something. Yeah. I don't really watch much network TV at all. No, actually. no, I don't either. Actually, you're, you're right. I, I, I think one of the only things I watch that's on network TV is I, I love the Goldbergs. Mm. I just, I can't get over that, yeah. how much I love that show. And I'm yeah. so glad it's back because I'm still, still bummed that the middle went off the air. Yeah. I like that show. And so Case, do you remember the NXIVM scandal? The Nexium scandal. Thank you. That yes. you said it right. Without getting into too many details, an actress named Allison Mack, she just actually had a article out recently that came through my newsfeed. Um, she was a main player in the, that supposed cult. Mm -hmm. So in 2018, she was charged with sex, sex trafficking, sex trafficking conspiracy, and forced labor conspiracy. She pleaded guilty to racketeering. And by the time you hear this, she might already be sentenced. Um, but I don't follow it that closely. The reason I bring it up is because she plays the daughter, Sarah, in this movie. Obviously, she's significantly younger because this came out 20 years ago. Um but she's also known for her role on the TV show Smallville. Yep. Which I think I, never... I think we're we've probably we're probably aged out of that show. I think we Maybe are. Maybe our kids would have watched it, but mm. we my kids didn't. No, my kids not, not they that, don't. It's not honest, that I know. You know what? Honestly, my kids don't watch the CW because they're they're just kids that watch Nickelodeon and Disney. They never really watched the CW I, or network. Yeah. Programming. Again, the, the the network we we just we just never have they had. watch YouTube. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Oh yeah. No, no. The YouTube they're and the TikTok the screen plenty. They like the YouTube and the TikTok. There you go. I think Justin is making a TikTok today. He made it, one with a dog. Yeah. And now he's gonna go visit my mom, so he's gonna make one with her. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. All right. So now our movie opens with a lighted sign that's missing some letters. Um, it, it does say, though, um, 
instead of Ruby, it's R and Y. <laughs> it's a uh, Ruby diamond appearing nightly. And there's no L in the nightly. It's yeah. very charming. It's uh, pulls back to a bar that's called um, Charlie's Mountain Crest Lodge. Inside, we have Dolly Parton as Ruby <gasps> Diamond. And she's singing with her band and kind of flirting with the men as she's singing our opening song. Yeah, what, what you trying, trying to do? do? What you trying to do? What you trying to do to me? It's very charming. It's a very catchy tune. And she's going through the audience because she is, after all, an amazing entertainer. Everybody loved her in the... I mean, I know it's in the script, but she's... Even if she wasn't, like, that would have been a great performance. It's true. If she wasn't famous. So everyone claps when she's finished. She thanks the audience. And then um, she tells a, a patron to watch his hands next time or she'll tell his wife. And everybody laughs. Everybody that laughs. That was cute. Um, she seems to see something in the back of the bar and she gets off stage. She um, goes to the bar. She calls out, Charlie, are you back there, sweetie? And a bartender with the most amazing mullet. It's his phenomenal. Amazing mullet shakes his head. No, she grabs her uh, coat off a coat rack and leaves the bar in the back in the alley. She hears noises coming from a pickup truck and finds Charlie in there. Surprise with another woman. Oh, he denies anything is going on. She walks away and he chases her, telling her that he loves her. Charlie tells Ruby that she hasn't exactly been living in a convent. And she says she doesn't blame him. She blames herself for staying there. She says they can, um, or he says that they can work it out and reminds her, it's, you know, it's almost Christmas, by the way. It's almost mm -hmm. Christmas. It's almost Christmas. <laughs> uh, and Ruby tells Charlie neither of them are going to change. She asks for her money and tells him she's going to hit the road. He, he hands her $50 and tells her um, she's never playing in a place like this again because, or, and she says, that she is never going to play in a place like this again because she wants to play in a classy joint. They say goodbye, and Ruby leaves in her car. Yeah, and that comes back to later. Mm -hmm. Remember, she's going to play in a classy joint. That's right. So she's driving, and she's changing the radio station, mm -hmm. and she switches to Christmas do. music. Remember back then, they probably she probably had to change it like this. Yeah. I'm turning a dial. Yes. Because back then, no, maybe not. No, she was pushing the buttons. Yeah, pushing the buttons. Remember the buttons? Yeah, you the could buttons. Set. Yeah. My, did I tell you this story? My sister and I um, would drive around in my mom's station wagon and we would fight over. She drove because I was too young to drive and we would fight over the radio stations. And one morning she's going to hear the story because she listens. She got really mad at me. Do you remember this, Jennifer? And she took the plugs out so you couldn't change them. And she threw them out the window <laughs> and the radio was stuck on that station for <laughs> Forever. Beautiful. After that. That's yeah. a beautiful story. I'm pretty sure it was KTI. Okay. <laughs> that is that is uh, that is cutting off your nose to spite your mm -hmm, face there, Jennifer. Mm -hmm, but still beautiful. It worked. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Well, so Dolly, um, she's she's looks up and there's a deer in the road. She screams, she swerves to miss hitting the deer, and we hear a big crash. Mm -hmm. And um, the scene cuts to Ruby's car smoking, and the deer just still in the middle of the road, just standing there like, "What like the hell just, just happened?" Like just like an asshole deer would do, yeah. you know. Huh. So, all right, I, don't get me wrong, I love deer. Did you see? You should tell them about the deer. You, you she had well, a little baby fawn. Yeah, her, little freckles. So sweet little freckles. Finally, was reunited with. I say his. I have no idea yeah, uh, with his either. mom. But yes, Freckles was. Do you see Freckles anymore? Is Freckles off? No, nope, Freckles is off and good. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, they are they are often they often do that when they yep. grow up a little bit. Yep. So a bright light comes on and Ruby is surrounded by white clouds and she's wearing all white. So um and we see people silently, <laughs> slowly walking around in the clouds. They're all in white. They appear to be taking an escalator up like to heaven. Through the pearly gates. Yep. They go through the pearly gates. They get their wings and then it's, 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 it's special fantastic. effects are fabulous. Fantastic. Uh, Ruby gets to the doors and they close right on her oh, face. How rude. Rude. St. Peter says, hello. Um, and he, this is now Roddy. Yes. McDowell. Roddy McDowell. Um, she finds out that her mom, her dad, and her grandparents were all up there waiting for and her. And Uncle Clem, I forgot. Uncle to Clem. Uncle yeah, Clem. Uncle Clem. Mm, not so much. Not so much. Not yeah, so Uncle much. Clem went downstairs. Yeah, he went down. Ruby's about to go that way, too. Yeah. Well, Ruby tells St. Peter that she is too young to die. And she hasn't done half the things that she wants to do. She asks Peter if he's certain she is dead. Peter tells her she needs to earn her wings. And now we're going to find out why, because this is kind of the whole plot of the movie. Plot thickens. Well, now, I know I ain't exactly been a saint, but then who is? Well, President Company accepted. You begin to lose your memory after the first couple of thousand years. Oh. Huh. It is? All your life, you have done exactly as you wanted, gone where you wanted, said what you wanted. You have never thought of anyone else but yourself. Well, if you had no intentions of sticking a halo over my head, why'd you drag me up here in the first place? Why didn't you just send me on down to Uncle Clem? Well, now, that certainly is an option. But then, I began thinking about that little dear, the one whose life you saved on that mountain road. You sacrificed your life for the sake of another living thing. That gave me a glimmer of hope that you just might be a better person than the record of your life reflects. What you trying to do? What you trying to do? What you trying to do to my heart? I like that song. <laughs> Last summer, I know what I was going to say. Last summer, I had the theme song to Good Times stuck up in my head literally for months. <sighs> <laughs> it will not go away. I, I temporary layoff. Good times. Yes, exactly. That's <laughs> because it was la during the pandemic. I stayed up really late, like every night mm -hmm. for like a year. Because there was nothing else to do, but you know, whatever. And it was on late at night on, I don't know, Nickelodeon or one of those higher level direct TV channels. So I was watching it. I love that show. It was a good show. But I guess we need to talk about Unlikely Angel. We do. Peter tells her she saved the deer, and so she's going to get a chance to redeem herself so oh, she doesn't goodness. have to go downstairs. Yes. He tells her she will return to Earth and has until the week remaining before Christmas to help a family. And if she's successful, she's going to get her wings. Aw. But there's three rules, Case. Three. The first one is that she can't tell anyone she's an angel. That's one. The second one is that she must avoid certain temptations against the opposite sex. Oh, boy. That's two. Yeah. He wasn't specific because it's a family family movie. friendly. Third is she must accomplish her goal by midnight on Christmas Eve. Oh, boy. Peter tells her she needs help to look heavenly. Okay. Ooh. He disappears, and then Ruby just falls to earth. Yep. And it's hilarious. It is. It's so cute. She's like, plunk. Plunk. <laughs> right in front of the house. Right in front of the house. So she's outside, and inside, Ben Bartleson is on the phone. And so we see him on the phone, and her just kind of fall right in front of him. Yep. And oh, he doesn't, nobody sees her fall. 
Then she makes a joke about if she had a guitar, she'd be in The Sound of Music. Because she would, because her outfit is totally. It is. And then a guitar falls from the sky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. It was very funny. She looked gorgeous. Yes, she, she did. She's Mac, does. yeah. So, but she had kind of this black romper with a floral blouse underneath. Yeah. But it was very Sound of Music. Yes. Yes. Yeah. A motorcycle pulls into the driveway, and Sarah Bartleson, played by Alice Mack, who is the cult gal, yep. she gets off the bike, and Dad comes out and yells at her not to see Motorcycle Man anymore. And I think his name was Jeremiah. He co- He's back in the movie for a minute later. Oh, yeah. And he's still on the phone on the giant handheld. She storms inside, and Ben tells Ruby she's late. They go inside. Like, he just looks at her like he knew who she was, and he's like, you're late. And, and can we just say it's 9 o'clock in the morning. So this teenager has already been awake and gone for a motorcycle ride at 9 a.m. Yeah. And he's worried about the nanny being late. The yeah, new and nanny. I, and I don't, I don't know of a single teenager who would be awake. At, that means that they had to get up at like 7. If I had to get up for school, I had to get up at least an hour early to get ready. Because there right. was makeup to be put on. And would on, you do that to go on hair. a motorcycle ride? It depends on how cute the boy was. I don't know that I'd get up early for anybody. I would say, can we do it at I'm four? I'm going to hazard a guess that most motorcycle guys are probably not up at nine in the morning. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. I maybe that's wrong of me to make that assumption. That's okay. but I agree. It is a weird. It, the whole thing is weird. So weird. Yeah. A letter from Nanny's Unlimited appears in her hand, and Ben gets off the phone to read it. He tells her his kids haven't liked the other nannies, and she says maybe you should stop asking them their opinion. <laughs> I love you, Dolly. Yeah. Then he calls her different. Not like the other nannies. Yes. And he explains that his wife passed away. And then Ben introduces Ruby to the kids, Matthew and Sarah. Matthew asks if she's sure she's a nanny. And Ruby tells her, and Sarah tells Ruby it's a little late for Halloween. I guess because of the. Because it was kind of a costume. It was a sort of a, what do I want to say? Like a, a, a bustier kind of, you know, like traditional German. Yeah. And the, and the hair. I mean, I yeah. suppose. She is not like any other human on earth. True. So if she walked in saying she was a nanny, I guess she might look a little out of place. That's true. I don't know, though. Yeah. I don't know. I would love it if Dolly, Dolly, if you ever need to nanny someone, you can come over to my house and nanny me. Yep. You can be my nanny. 100%. You can just come to my house and sing all day, all day long. That'd be great. Ben apologizes for them, and she says she respects people who, quote unquote, say what they mean and mean what they say. Ben gets back on the phone and leaves the room. Sarah says she's almost 14. So she's a 13-year-old girl out with a guy on a motorcycle. Yeah. That's, that's, it's also, you know, I mean, I don't want to argue the semantics or anything because you do you, but you know, it is more dangerous to be on a motorcycle than say in a car. Yes. Just just statistically speaking. And dad should know where his 13-year-old daughter is. Yes. Sorry. I guess that's that's why he has a nanny. Yeah. Yeah. So she doesn't need a nanny. Matthew says he's eight. And he doesn't need a nanny either. Ruby tells them she'd love to have a nanny. Ben calls her the wrong name for the third time and leaves with Sarah following him, telling him she has to tell him something. And he says to email her and leaves the room. Yeah. Or closes the door on her or something. Yeah. Super rude. Super rude. They tell her it's Christmas break and go up to their rooms. Or who tells her it's Christmas break? Uh, Both the kids. She's like, don't you have to go to school? Yeah. 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 They're like, it's Christmas break. We're going to our rooms. So she leaves their kitchen cleanup to Ruby and Matthew tells her they're they're always home alone and they're used to it. And Ruby says under her breath, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And it was sad because then, then they show Matthew going to his room and he takes out this box 
which has pictures in like a scarf or something that she scarf, from yeah. the mom and just like little um little mementos of the mom and then yeah. pictures of the whole family together it's really quite sad yeah so then ben comes home around 10 p.m and ruby is asleep on a couch and there's just a fire fire lit in the fireplace well you know it is know. it's christmas time. i know i love that i miss having a real fireplace Aww. we did have we did have one at our old house ruby asks why there's no sign of christmas in the house and she tells ben she thinks the kids and him could use some christmas spirit ben tells her it's none of her business and calls her the wrong name again yep she tells ben her name is ruby and she'd like him to remember that good for you spunky ruby yeah ruby leaves and she sees a bright star in the sky see the thing is though is that she leaves this night but i think she stays after that or did she just go outside to catch air i think she just went outside to catch air because my understanding is she lives there she was living there because nannies do live with you i think so I but i th would think they'd need someone to live there because otherwise ben would be home alone when he's at work and sarah's yeah. off doing her thing yeah I, eight years old is too too little to be too left little. alone i think too i think little i don't know i mean i guess it depends on the kid so now where are we La, la, la. Ruby asks why there's no sign of Christmas. Ruby leaves the bright star. Start, start, there's a bright star in the sky. There is. Yes. Did it's I say bright. that that time? She walks across the street to a church and it's all lit up with candles inside. And so she's looking for St. Peter. She figures she'll find him at church. Yep. So then there's nobody in the room with the lit candles. Nope. That makes me very nervous. Is that a normal thing that happens? Well, sometimes our churches church, do have candles that are perpetually lit. Are do they? Because ours in a, doesn't. In a safe way, there are ways okay. to yeah. All right, because our our church always they put them out. Yeah, and that so then he, she goes down and she finds a room of people playing bingo. Yes, and Saint Peter is calling. Yep. So she goes up to him and says, how can you, how can I help this family? And he doesn't respond. He just keeps calling bingo. Yeah. Like, before G7. Yep. Before. So she keeps talking to him and says the three of them need to find each other again, meaning Ben and Sarah and Matthew. Yeah. And then, but St. Peter doesn't really respond ever. So the next morning, Ruby's cooking a big breakfast. Yes. Which we both agreed. That's a very much a TV trope. Totally. Nobody makes a big breakfast nope. unless it's maybe I on a checked, Sunday. I have checked with multiple friends and no, it doesn't happen. No. no. Why would you? No. No. Just no. No. And I feel like Ben wouldn't be there for breakfast in the morning. I feel like he gets up and he leaves. Yeah. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that wants to spend time at breakfast. Correct. But nonetheless, they're all, they all come in for breakfast and like Sarah's like, I don't, I don't eat pancakes. They're too fattening or something she's like drink a glass of skim milk it's super yeah. cute yeah so they're all sitting there ben's reading the newspaper matthew's playing a video game and sarah's got her headphones on so while they're all kind of sitting there they're not paying attention but then sarah asks to go skiing with a friend over christmas and ben tells sarah she's grounded and she can't go she says they don't do anything anyway and storms off and matthew then also storms off and then ben leaves okay so lovely so much breakfast for time Ruby comes into Sarah's room and asks if she wants to talk. Ruby tells Sarah that she was also very re rebellious in her youth. And I think in her adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah rejects her and then Ruby leaves. Yep. Ben is playing video games in his room and Ruby asks if he'd rather toss a ball around. He says he's not good at football. And then he yells at her because she's in the way of the TV. Yep. Ruby goes down the stairs to talk to Peter asking how she can, asking Peter, asking Peter for help. A light goes out and she says, that's not a bad idea. I'll try it. So she goes to the circuit breaker, turns the electricity off. 
And of course the kids come running downstairs to complain. And then she tells them to sit down. So let's take a break and listen to what she has to tell them. All right, All Ruby's right. got a plan. Ruby's got a plan. Look, I know you're not thrilled about me being here and believe me, this is not what I planned either. But we're stuck together, at least for a while. So I would suggest that we try to make the best of it. I notice you haven't been celebrating Christmas around here lately, and I don't know why. Christmas happens to be my favorite holiday in the whole wide world, and I don't intend to skip it this year. It means a lot to me. And by golly, if it is the last thing I do, then it very well may be, I intend to make this the biggest and best Christmas yet. It's a good thing Reese Casey's good at math because um, I don't really know how to count very well. Ruby's got a plan. We figured it out. It's all yeah, good. I know. No, it's you figured it out because well, you're the math girl. All right. So now. Oh, math girl. Ruby Homs decked the halls. And in the next scene, she sings it as she's pulling sugar cookies out of the oven. The kids, uh, Ruby and the kids are in the kitchen. And um, they're baking Christmas cookies. Yeah. She asks Matthew and Sarah to sing along. They don't want to. Ruby tells them that when she was little, she was very poor. And instead of presents, they sang songs for each other. so sweet. Sarah asks if she ever sang professionally. And Ruby tells her in a former life that she did. And she wasn't lying. She's not lying. So Ruby asks them if Ben um, ever talks about getting married again. Matthew says that his dad won't marry again because he was going to love mommy forever. Mm -hmm. All right. Now Ruby goes into a closet, gets out some Christmas ornaments. And these are the ornaments that Sarah and Matthew's mom made. Um, there, there are all the ornaments with kids' pictures on them, yeah. like the kind that you do every once a year. But I didn't. I never made pick. I never made ornaments. Did you? I'm, I'm kind of well. The kids made them for usually me. Usually, kids bring them. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So, um, Sarah um, tells Ruby to put the, the ornaments back on the shelf, and Ruby asks her if she thinks that's what her mom would want. So there we go. In the next scene, Ruby and the kids are in Ben's office asking to buy a Christmas tree. He says that he has no time. Um, yeah, he doesn't have time for his kids. I'm sorry, I have no time for you kids. Go talk to the nanny whose name I can't remember. Yeah. Allison, a co-worker, comes in to see the kids and tells Ben to go and that she will cover for him. She seems really nice. She does, but it's sort of weird. Like, I'll cover for you. What does that mean? You guys are both executives. Yeah. How do you know. you don't really cover? Like, you just tell your secretary you're out of the on. office. Yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, let's anywho, put a pin in that. Let's put a pin in that. At she Christmas does seem nice, farm. though. She we does. like Allison. We do. We do. But she prefers Al. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we're at the Christmas tree farm, and Ben is holding an axe. Matthew asks if he can cut the tree. Uh, ben, Ben, well, you have tries to teach him, but really Ben just is like, no, you can't. Yes, no patience. They're kind of fighting over the axe yeah. and it's like, holy crap. Yeah, that's kind of like danger. Kind of, when I watched it the first time, I was yeah. like, oh, no, I don't like I know. that. I didn't like it at I all. I know. It's not safe. Yeah. It's not safe to let your children. It's not safe to, to argue with your child. It's not safe to play tug of war with your child with a Real fucking axe. No, not not Don't good at all. Don't be stupid, Ben. Not good at all. So Matthew and Sarah run off, and then Ben chases them, and then mm -hmm. Ruby's standing there, and the tree just goes, whoop. 
Falls over. Thank you, St. Peter. The humor in this mute movie is just the silly little things that happen. Because yeah. they're so funny. Thank like you, St. Peter. When the guitar falls out of the yeah, sky. I know. Actually, actually, we should just start saying thank you, Roddy McDowell. Like yes. when we were when we were on vacation, a little bird fell out. Poor baby, Aww. it didn't survive. Um, but it fell like literally fell out of the sky. Like it, there wasn't. I don't know how it got where it was, but it fell out of the sky. And so now, like next time something like that happens, I'll be like, thank you, Roddy McDowell. Remember that time that the bird hit my? You were at my house, and the bird hit the. Um, the French doors, mm -hmm. and you're like, we have to save it. I'm like, no, it's gonna, no. Yeah. And it ended up flying off on its own. It did. It was fine. Yeah. I know. But you Beth were, was afraid. I was afraid of it. I'm I, afraid. I saw the movie. I saw the birds. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a fool. Uh, all right. So uh, the tree falls. Back to that. A tree falls in the woods. Tree falls and in Brooklyn. People hear it. Wait, so. is that tree grows in Brooklyn? Never oh. mind. It doesn't fall in Brooklyn. It grows in. Brooklyn. I think it grows. I think it does. Uh, ben and the kids are still fighting at the car. Ruby, um, then back at the house. Ruby knocks on Matthew's door and asks to come in to the room. Sarah comes in too. Ruby tells them that it's hard on their dad as well. Ruby tells um, the children that she needs to do a good job or it's going to be hell. <laughs> <laughs> get wink, it? wink. Get it? She tells them to be nice to their dad and she will take them anywhere they want to go to the next day. So Matthew and Sarah um, thank Ben for taking the day off. He apologizes for being a jerk. He should have. Which he should. And um, when they leave, he complains about having a, a sore <laughs> shoulder. Scene. So now Ruby gives him a shoulder rub. And as she's rubbing and maybe getting a little like, hey, I could maybe a Bible falls from the sky Bonk. to the floor <laughs> uh, ruby uh or ben ben says you're a gem ruby get and, it get ba, it bum. wink wink it goes off to bed thank you very much we'll be here all week yeah so uh ruby is uh picks up the bible that randomly fell uh, and she's talking to saint peter as she puts the bible back she's and kind of yelling at him yeah. <laughs> Kind of like what the heck, what man? The heck, man. She's like, I'm a, I can, you know, whatever. It was cute. She's yeah. like, I didn't mean anything. Because remember, rule number two: no yeah. nookie in the woods. No nookie in the woods. No, no nookie anywhere. No mm -hmm. nookie with a man. Mm -hmm. No nookies. No, no nookies. nookie with your boss. Yep. Okay. So the next morning, uh, Ruby is putting a wreath on the door as Matthew is playing jingle bells on the piano. It's so sweet. I know. He tells Ruby so he used to take lessons and his mom was his piano teacher. And Ruby says she will try to help. So she picks up her guitar and they do a lovely little duet of jingle it's, bells. It's so cute. And Matthew is really, you can tell he's really enjoying himself. Yes, it's it was very, very sweet. sweet. All right. So now um, Sarah, Matthew and Ruby go to the mall. Um, Sarah and Matthew are talking. Um, Sarah tells Matthew that she thinks there's something weird going on because she caught Ruby talking to herself, which I, I get. I get. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Sarah says that she thinks Ruby is an escaped convict. I love that. That's yeah. so cute. So um, they're walking around the mall and Sarah asks how Ruby got into the nanny thing. And Ruby says she sort of <laughs> fell into it. But um, bum. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Thank you very much. Sarah, <laughs> Sarah leaves. Okay, so then Sarah says, I want to go get something by myself. So uh, Matthew and Ruby go to pick out a gift for Ben, and Sarah is off to the record store. Um, 
So Jera, she's Sarah's in the record store and Jeremiah, the motorcycle guy, yeah. he's working. He works at the record store. I mean, yeah, come probably. on. Yeah. What's cooler than a guy who rides a motorcycle, motorcycle and works, works at, a at a record store? I would definitely have been like, yeah, he's cute. Mm -hmm. Even though like the age difference now, we're kind of going back to the sooner or later thing. Yeah. Because actually if she's 13 and he's driving a motorcycle, he has to be at least 16. Yeah. That's too old. That age, that that's too big of an age gap at that age. I agree. Um, so um, he wants he says he gets off work at six and he wants to see Sarah and she says no. Um, but she says, but can you help me find a record by Ruby Diamond? And he says, he says on vinyl and she says yeah. And he said then I can't help you because he's too cool for vinyl. Yeah, it was only I CDs guess, and was, cassettes. Did did the record stores do that? Did they only sell CDs at the end? Is that why there aren't any any longer? I, you know, I don't know because even Target had records for a very long time. They have them again. The, yeah, yeah. But I feel like this was in '96. I feel like there were still records. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe not because streaming wasn't really even a thing yet. No. I don't even know if iTunes was out yet. I don't think so. No. Uh, all right. So Jeremiah says that maybe he'll stop by later and see Sarah. And she says, cool. Then she goes over, looks at some CDs and steals one. We don't even know which one it yeah, is. Yeah, they it's don't even. Random. I was thinking maybe it was a Ruby Diamond, but she wouldn't have had a CD out. No. So it must have just been a really cool band that she wanted. Yeah. So next we see Alice. Also, I forgot to say, Case, um, there's a fucking cop right behind her when she does that. I know. And, and she, she looks looked, at him. Right. But he was, he had his back to her. Yeah. So somehow she got caught. I guess back then they actually had security that did stuff. Yeah. So we see Allison on the escalator um, with the police officer. The police officer tells Ruby that Allison was caught shoplifting and they go to the mall police station. Ben comes in to pick them up. Ben fires Ruby and then Boo. Ben, Sarah and Matthew leave. Do you think, I mean, does Ben... Come on, Ben. You really think that she's a shoplifter because of, of the nanny you've had for two days? Or right. maybe because, I don't know, she's asking for help. Right. All right. So now Ruby finds a Christmas Santa seeking donations. It's, of course, St. Peter. She tells him she cares for the family and she wants to make things right. So in the next scene, Ruby arrives at Ben's office with her guitar to tell him off. And this is where we meet Allison or Al, Al a co-worker of Ben's. And let's take a break and listen. Life is short, my friend. Unfortunately, you should know that better than anybody. One minute, it can all be gone just like that. Mr. Bartleson, you have every right to fire me. But you can fire every nanny from here to kingdom come and you're still going to have two hungry children at home who are starving to death for your love. All right. I think I'm finished. Now I'll go. Uh, this is part where you're supposed to say, you're right, Ruby. I see the light. How can I ever thank you? You are right, Ruby. <laughs> what you gonna do? What you we haven't talked do? about Sean Cassidy yet. We haven't. Hey, I Sean. Know. See Hi, you Sean. soon. We're going to see you soon. See you you soon. need to invite us up to sing to us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. He's in Tennessee. He said, I saw on his Instagram, he was hiking with his brother, Patrick, in Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Okay. His brother Patrick is also an actor. Or was. I don't know if he still is a producer. Oh. Yes. It's all in the family. I it's think. all. 
Ben tells Ruby she's right and offers Ruby her job back. He apologizes for being a hothead and he invites Ruby and the kids to meet him at Alberto's for dinner. I, I feeling Italian. I really love, feel like I would love Alberto's right now. Yeah. Mm, even though mm. I'm full from that delicious that sandwich, sandwich from Thank Java Doc. That. As Ruby is leaving, Allison follows her out and she tells Ruby she agrees with everything Ruby said. And then Ruby follows or Ruby follows Allison into her office and it's just filled with angels. Yep. And Allison explains to her that she loves them and that she would collect them on her own. And then people started giving them to her as gifts. Yeah. And she says, you can never have too many angels looking out for you. Oh, foreshadowing. Anyone? Unlikely angel. <laughs> it's a great song. It I is. I love Dolly Parton. Did I mention how much I love Dolly Parton? You, you have. Are we, are we sure we're not saying enough? Because we, I feel like we could go on for days. I can could. go on about how much I love her. Yes. Allison tells Ruby she knew Ben before. Ben before his wife died and that he loves Sarah and Matthew, but is afraid of getting close. Ruby picks up that Allison cares for him and she calls him a true friend and colleague after dinner. So after they go to Alberto's, yep. um, they return to the house and Sarah asks again, if she can go skiing, Ben tells her no, that she was grounded. And of course she got arrested for the shoplifting. That did not help your cause, Sarah. Nope, not at all. And of course she's still mad. She storms off and then Matthew follows her. Yeah, Sarah prints up an article she found with Ruby's picture, and the headline is "Local Girl Dies in Car Crash." Yep, true story. And then there was another one too. I didn't catch the headline on that one. Yeah. So Sarah and Matthew are kind of talking about what they think is happening, and they both believe she faked her own death. And Ruby comes in the room, and they, you know, and they give her the printout, and they ask her why. You're like, is it witness protection? And Ruby says, yes, that it's a cover and she's only there until the fence find her a safe place to live. Yeah. So then they bribe Ruby because they could tell their dad what they know. Yeah. And Sarah says she wants to, she wants Ruby to talk Ben into letting her go skiing. All right. And Matthew's upset because she doesn't want her to go away. Okay. In the next scene, Ben and Ruby are talking about Sarah going skiing for Christmas and Ben agrees. Yeah. I know. Even though she got caught shoplifting. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to say. I would have I to say. The... I wish they hadn't done that little yeah. twist of thing because I don't think it. I don't think it did anything for the movie. No, and actually kind of made it worse. Yeah, you know, kind of made her look like not a great person. I mean, spoiler alert, but she didn't go anyway. So exactly. Ruby asked. Um, Ruby asked Ben if he ever thinks about getting married again, and he says maybe someday. And Ruby says maybe he found someone and Ben thinks she's so so Ruby's kind of like, I know someone who likes you who is smart and blah, 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 blah. And Ben thinks that Ruby is talking about herself. Yeah. But Ruby was talking about Allison. Yeah. She doesn't tell Ben she's talking about Allison, but she says, oh, no, I didn't mean myself. Yeah. So Ruby can't sleep and she goes downstairs. Ben is still up and he's looking at pictures. Ruby tells Ben she's here under false pretenses and that she's not a nanny. Ben tells her he knows, and then Ben kisses Ruby, and they have a little makeout session. Oh. And then suddenly, an alarm goes off, and there's like lights are flashing, and Ruby yeah. wakes up from a dream. It was a dream. It was a dream. They did not make out. No, but apparently, I was so upset about that. I know. I when was I like, saw what it, is I was happening? like, no, 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 no. It was very, and then, but then it's adorable because she kind of like yells out to St. Peter that she gets a message. It was a dream. And then the lights kind of go off again. And then Ben comes in the room and everything stops. 
And he's like, are you okay? And she's like, oh, yeah, I had a bad dream, and I dropped some stuff on the floor. It, it was cute. It was very cute. and was very Muppety. Yeah. The way everything moved, because, like, the shutters were opening and closing. And Yeah, that's a great way to cute. explain it. It was very cute. Um, St. Peter talks to her from a picture, so let's listen to what he has to say. Yeah. Yeah, let's listen. St. Saint, Roddy? St. Roddy. St. Roddy. I'm only human. A girl can't dream, can she? Now, you just listen to me, little Ruby. Where are you? I don't think you fully appreciate your situation. I warned you about them rules. Now, don't you go get so involved that you just can't walk away. Just my luck. I finally meet the kind of man I can see spending the rest of my life with, and wouldn't you know it, I'm dead. <laughs> we got that stuck up in our heads I now, know. don't we? Oh, word. Okay. So now we've got Ruby, Sarah, and Matthew decorating the Christmas tree. And Ruby is talking about how wonderful Allison is. She is. She is. Uh, she tells the kids that she has a feeling about them and that maybe they can help the situation. So now at lunch, Allison and Ruby are talking about Ben and... Um, Allison expresses her feelings for Ben, but says the timing was never right. Ruby invites Allison over to the house for dinner and she agrees. Ah, perfect. Perfect. All right. As music from the Nutcracker plays, Ben comes home to a fully decorated house. Smiling, he sees the table set for dinner and Sarah and Matthew are cooking. Oh, Ben, you're smiling. It's a I nice know. look on Ben. Sarah says that it's the night before Christmas mm -hmm. Eve and she kicks Ben out of the kitchen. Ruby is putting an angel on the tree and um, he thanks Ben for bringing Christmas back into the house. Yeah. And she thanks Ben. She I'm thinks, sorry. Sorry, that's my bad. Ruby, okay, so back. Just I'm going to back it up a little bit. So Ruby's decorating the tree, puts an angel on, and she looks at Ben and she says, thanks for bringing Christmas back into the house. Ruby falls and Ben catches her. Allison sees it as the angel falls off the tree, breaking. Oh, no. Mm. Hmm. Allison and Ruby make broken. eye contact. Um, she asks, I think Ben is holding her at this point. Yes. Yeah, well, holding Ruby at this holding point. Holding Ruby. Yeah. Um, she asks Ben to fix the angel and goes outside to talk to Allison. Allison decides to leave and says she saw the way Ruby and Ben looked at each other. Mm. Oh, no. But they didn't. Darn it. Allison drives off and Ruby is trying to explain. St. Peter is outside walking two dogs. Oh, oh, they're cute dogs. They are. Ruby tells him that he's no help, so he should stop showing up. She asks for more time than the 24 hours she has left. He tells her anything is possible and he runs off with the dogs. Yeah, the kind of they run off on him. Yeah, with kind him. Of, <laughs> yeah, kind they're of, big dogs. They, 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 they're in charge. They're cute. Um, at work the next morning, Ben finds Allison in her office and she's packing up. She tells him that she's quitting. Ben asks why. And she says she needs to make changes in her life. Dumbass. Why is he stupid? I don't know. Ben tells her not to quit because he needs her, then starts talking about work examples. And she walks out. She he should have said she did not want that. No, she wanted to hear that he needed her personally. Exactly. Because he loves her. Listen carefully. Don't be stupid, Ben. If you're listening to this and you like a girl, don't listen to my advice, but I would tell you to go for it. But yeah. that might be terrible advice. But I don't know. I, I don't know. You should just say I don't listen to me. Don't. Case, would you take my love advice? 
Probably not. Well, I don't know. I think I took it. It was kind of fun to take it in the early, in our early 20s. I'll just okay. Say thank that. you very much. It was fun to take it then. I, I try not to guide people wrong, but sometimes I'm just not right. Well, you know, back at home, um, Sarah tells Ben that she's leaving in an hour. She tells him that Mr. Hayworth called and asked to meet him at 10 p.m. for drinks. The message is that it wouldn't take long, but it was important. Uh, oh, my God. Can you imagine going somewhere at 10 p.m.? Okay. All right. Do you think in reality that anything like this club is open at 10 p.m. on Christmas Eve? No. Okay, good. No, me neither. Um, the phone rings at Allison's home, and it's Sarah pretending to be Mr. Hayworth's secretary. Tells him, um, or tells her it's a matter of life and death, and um, she needs to be meet, there, yeah. and Allison agrees. Yes. All right, so now we've got it set up for those two to meet. Yeah, right. and, and Ruby was kind of behind that. Yeah, so Ruby and Sarah high-five. Like, yeah, we got them both. Going. We got them okay. both. So now, at the restaurant... There is a live band. How many pieces do you think that was? I mean, it was 12? like a live orchestra. Yeah, it's an orchestra. Uh, orchestra. It was really, it was really cool though, actually. Yes. I mean, it's like, wouldn't it be a fun night out to go For sit at sure. a table like that where there's like, like live the, orchestra yes. music and you're sitting at a table yes. and there's people bringing cocktails. It's very 40s. It felt very I know. 40s. Lovely. I loved it. Yes. It was beautiful. Um, okay, so Ruby shows up with Matthew. She is dressed to the nines in a gold she dress. She looks, looks beautiful, beautiful, as always. She tells Matthew they need to find a place where they will go unnoticed because, you know, that's how Ruby goes. Matthew tells her she should have thought about that before she wore that dress. I love that that's line. Perfect. That's my favorite line, I think, of all the movies we've seen so far. That's my favorite line. Because remember, this is a charming little eight-year-old boy. And she's wearing this gold lame dress and it's and she's gorgeous she looks it. gorgeous she's but gorgeous. It's, it's a it's adorable it's when he, he's totally kidding when he says yes that. uh sarah meets them and tells them she needs to know what happened with ben and allison um because she left the ski trip yeah she was supposed to go skiing yep so ben arrives at the restaurant and is seated ruby sarah and matthew watch as allison arrives they're both kind of confused about why they're there St. Peter is on stage and he announces, oh, Ruby Diamond is going to be the singer. So they put the spotlight on Ruby. She gets her classy joint. Sarah and Matthew fall to the ground so that Ben doesn't see them. St. Peter gives Ruby her guitar. She dedicates the song to Allison and Ben and she sings Unlikely Angel, which she wrote. She herself. wrote it. And if you give it a Goog, you can listen to it. It's a really lovely song. It's very beautiful. Yes. Um, as she's singing, they show um, Ruby and Allison sort of sneaking gl or glances at each other. And when she's done, everyone claps for her uh, when she's done with the song. Uh, ben. Oh, and um. I forgot to put that during the song, Ben and Allison oh, hold yeah. hands. They kind of start holding hands. They kind of start holding I hands. I forgot to tell you that this spring, Mike and I went to a formal, which I hadn't done in many, many years, and they had an orchestra. I mean, it wasn't, it, they played more like um, current music, mm -hmm. kind of like this one did. Yeah. But it was really cool. I mean, Very it was, cool. I would say it was probably a six piece band. Okay. And they had two vocalists, a male and a female, and it was amazing. And the guy was, did Michael Jackson, like he was amazing. Fantastic. It was so fun. Wow. And it was really cool because I hadn't done that in a long, 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 long. In fact, I don't even remember the last time I even went, this wasn't a wedding. It was actually a formal dinner dance thing. Yeah. 
But I don't even know the last time I went to a wedding with a live band. It's yeah. been a really long. It was cool. Very it cool. It was fun. Very cool. All right. So let's see. Um, ben asks Allison what she's doing for Christmas, and he invites her to spend Christmas with, with them, and she agrees. He says he wants her to stick around after Christmas, and he kisses her. That upsets that Matthew, our, and he runs off. That was our high-tech sound effect. Yeah, very good. Uh, <laughs> Ruby follows Matthew. She realizes it's 11.30 p.m., and she has 30 minutes to fix everything. Oh, oh my boy. goodness. So Ruby and Sarah can't find Matthew. Ben and Allison come out um, while they're looking. Ben tells Sarah that she he's glad she came back, and they hug. Ben asks the front desk clerk for help. It's St. Peter, but he's not helpful. He doesn't help her at all. No, mm -mm. no. Back at home, Sarah looks under Matthew's bed and finds the box that Matthew kept looking at um, earlier. Um, ben comes into the room and says he can't find Matthew. Um, he tells Sarah not to worry that they'll find him. St. Peter arrives, tells Ruby it's almost midnight, and Ruby asks for more, more time. time. He tells her that they had a deal, and he's sorry. Um, he says, or she says, to tell her mom, dad, and grandparents hello, and that she tried. Oh, dang it. She tells, um, she tells the family, though, that she knows where... Matthew might be, um, and they all go to a playground because remember, there's all those pictures of him with his mom at, at this playground. playground. That's so right. that's a good pickup. I don't even know if I noticed that. They all go to the playground. Now, Ben goes to talk to Matthew, um, and he says that they're never going to stop loving his mom, but he has room in his heart for other people too. He says he loves ben, uh, Matthew and Sarah very much. He says he loves Allison as well. Allison comes over to talk to, to him um, and asks, um, to, so she's talking to Matthew and she asks, haven't we always been pals? He agrees. Allison says she knows she's not his mom and she would never try to be, but she loves him and would love to be his friend. She says she loves Sarah and his dad too. And then all Aww. of them St. Peter arrives again, telling Ruby it's time. He tells her that her job is done and they don't need her anymore. Aww. So let's stop and listen. And I think I didn't write this, but I think this is where he also says that they won't remember her. They won't remember her. I know. That Aww. makes me sad. How would you? I don't think you could ever forget her. I wouldn't. I'm, I wouldn't. Hi, Ruby. <laughs> no, not yet. It's time to go back. Your job is done. They don't need you anymore. But I can't leave without saying goodbye. It's too late. They won't remember you've ever been here. Oh, there's no need to be sad. You're to be congratulated. You have succeeded admirably. You have given them the greatest gift of all. You brought that family back together again. Yeah, but... And, just as important, you have learned to see beyond yourself. Case, I just figured out what, what, you're, gonna, what you're trying to do with my heart reminds me of. What? The theme song for Cops. Oh, it does kind of have that like constant. What you're going to do. When yeah. You mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> it does have that sort of like constant beat. So, oh, boy. So after this, Ruby and St. Peter disappear. 
which is sad. Ben, Allison, Sarah, and Matthew walk back to the car where Matthew picks up Ruby's guitar. And they're kind of like, Allison's like, where did you get that? And he said it was on the ground. But he's like, I feel like I've seen it before. And then I think Ben also says, yeah, I feel like that too. Yeah. So then they all get in the car. And then we go back to heaven. Ruby's approaching those pearly gates we saw earlier. And it cuts back to it kind of cuts back and forth between Ruby now at the pearly gates and Ben, Allison, Matthew and Sarah on Christmas morning. Yes. So Allison picks up this angel to put on the tree and it looks just like Dolly. I it does. It's so cute. It's adorable. I love it. I wish, I wonder if we could, wonder if the, like we could, I want to buy one. Okay. I want a Dolly Parton angel. Okay. Gotta see we if could they make, one. I bet they can, we could make one. I, well, I, for sure. So then we see Dolly, she goes through the pearly gates and then we see her on the other side with her wings. And then the next thing we see her, well, we see her going up the escalator. Yeah. And she's got these gorgeous white heels on. Oh, so yes. pretty. And then the next thing we see is her singing in the heavenly choir, which is so cute. But there weren't that many people in the heaven. Do you think they have more than one or just the superstars make it? Um, yeah, I don't know. There they it was sh- you know really only like done? a 15 voice choir. Yeah, they should have had like people dressed up like Elvis or and like Jim Morrison. And, I know. You know right? what I mean? And like Janice Joplin. Yeah, that would make a fucking awesome choir up there. That's true. Jimi Hendrix. Yes. Come on. Are you with me? I'm with you. John Lennon's got to be in that. Who else? Who else is going to be in that? Mm, I can't even think. But anyway, that's my, that would be my choir that I'm going to um, request when I get to upstairs. Unless I don't make it. I don't know. (laughs) Not sure. So anyway, she's with her heavenly choir. And then we cut back to Matthew, Ben, Sarah, and uh Allison and they're all kind of just laughing and enjoying their Christmas. So and that's how it ends. It's a really lovely movie. It was it, it was fun to watch. It, it, I it loved really Dolly was. Parton. I would have loved if we could have, if it fit in our parameters, I would have loved to have done nine to five. Because I just love that movie oh, so I, much. I, I agree. I don't, actually don't think I've seen it since I was a kid. I think it was on late, late one night during the pandemic, and I might have watched part of it because I didn't know it was the whole thing was on. Okay. So that's that. The next movie I found us the trucker movie that I promised I would find. It was interesting because it, as it turns out, maybe because there were too big a budget, there were not a lot of TV movie trucker movies. No, there There was a lot. There is a fuck ton of big cinema trucker movies. It's true. A lot of them. And actually, if you go to prime video and you click on one, there's like, 15 it's crazy and then i kind of thought because on prime right now is that one steven spielberg one from early 70s i think it was the first thing he directed and it was a tv movie about a guy who was like getting chased by an unknown car kind of thing but i thought that's not really in our wheelhouse no so i figured no so i found this one and it's called um it's called Flatbed Annie. Annie and Sweetie Pie. Thank you. Yes. And it stars Annie Potts. Yay. Do you know why I love Annie Potts case? Um, I'm going to, I don't know what your favorite, what your reason for loving her is, but I know what my reason is for loving Ghostbusters? her. Is yours Ghostbusters? No. Pretty Pink? No. Oh, what's yours? Designing Women. <gasps> okay. See, now I didn't love that show. Okay. But I did. I know. I, I did that. not. And she's, now she's placed Mima on Big Bang Theory, the what 
Oh yeah. Sheldon. Yeah. 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 She's fabulous. But I, you know me, I loved her cause she played Iona in pretty and pink. Yes. And to me, that movie was, I love that movie so much. Well, that it was generationally iconic. I think us. so. I think so. Yes. We, we were lucky enough to see it in the theaters at the time it came out. It's and true. All of the other things. So I think next time maybe we'll tell the story about how you and I met Andrew McCarthy. Yes. And what a lovely person he really Absolutely is. Absolutely lovely it, person. It was a very, it was a very fun evening when we met him. Yes. And so you'll find out also that we're big book nerds. Yeah, we so are. We'll just say that. That'll we'll be talk our about teaser that next time. All right. All right, Case, back to you. Do you have a favorite TV movie from the 70s, 80s or 90s you would like us to review? Let us know. Yes, find let us, us know. Find us on Facebook at Made for TV Movie Club Podcast. We are on Instagram at Made underscore for underscore TV underscore movie underscore club or give um our hashtag MFTVMC podcast a Goog and you'll find us. Easy to find us. Easy to We're find us. We're super easy to find. You can listen to us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Breaker. Breaker one nine. Yep. And feel free to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends about us. And thank you for telling your friends about thank us. Thank you. And until next time, we'll see you right here and in the, the clubhouse. Merry July Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>